a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis, Alpine Stars, and Slick Wash. Thank you for uh, listening. Appreciate it. we got a lot to talk about with the opener, uh, including uh, Stu Video Part 3, and uh, we'll touch on the Kiefer uh, Moto Concepts, Bullfrog Spas, Honda d- debut as well. Um, didn't go great. But, uh, yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to Hangtown. Thank you, Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com, the Formula Helmet is out now. If you are looking for a high-end helmet capable of uh, protecting you in the low-speed stuff and the high-speed stuff, the Fly Racing Formula One might be for you. Lightweight as well. The guys have put a lot of money into this thing. And they've run some really cool tests against uh, other helmets. And uh, the, the formula comes out on top or near the top in, in every test that they did independently. So. Please check it out. Also, Alpine Stars, the Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. Thank you, Alpine Stars, for uh, everything that they do. Bionic neck support system, A4 chest protector. Alpine Stars boots, everybody. Uh, you know their name. Also, uh, thank you, Maxis Tires, MXST Tires, out now. Developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, AJ Catanzaro, running them in Supercross. And, uh, yeah, if you're thinking about a Maxis or a high-end tire and you haven't thought about a Maxis, well... Maybe it's time to. So please check out uh, Maxxis.com for all you need. And mountain bike tires for Maxxis are absolutely uh, the bomb. So please check that out. Slickwash, slickwash.com. Use the code STEVE, all caps, to save on their three-step wash process used by Monster Energy Pro Circuit. Um, It's a great company. Great things uh, are done by those guys for cleaning products, mountain bike stuff, dirt bike stuff, UTVs. Uh, If you're looking to wash your bike, and uh, use their three-step wash process, it'll get everything done. And uh, it also helps protect in future washes as well. So... Uh, thanks to those companies for coming on board. Thank you for listening. Uh, I got Wygant. I got JT. Uh, com. Also, I get a lot of requests for podcasts from different people over the years, and I've already done them. I've done a lot of them. And so if you go to uh, the Steve Mathis Archives, uh, Volume 1, 2, or 3 on iTunes, uh, dig them up, search the names on iTunes or any podcast application, and uh, you'll find a, a podcast that I've done with these guys. So um, there's three volumes of archives. So check that out as well. There may be a, a podcast you want to listen to from somebody that I've already talked to for a long time. So I get a lot of people asking me for pods that I've already done with, with guys. So I've been doing it for a while. Um, so just a reminder on that. Also, uh, please check out uh, the Pulp Max Wrap-Up Show. Check out Zach Osborne's podcast, Shifting Gears. His latest is with Talon Volan. It should be up uh, maybe Tuesday the 21st. Um, so, yeah, lots of things going on at Pulp MX Network, of course. Uh, but for now, let's do the Hangtown Review Show here on Racer X uh, Podcast Network. And uh, it's Weege, it's JT. Let's get going. All right, as promised on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X Hangtown MX Review Show, the opener of the uh, of the series, uh, It's uh, there are my two usual co-hosts. First up, 
Two-time German Supercross champion, two-time Montreal Supercross champion, uh, now working at Fly Racing, flyracing.com. The man was not there this weekend, but uh, certainly took it all in uh, from every angle and correctly nailed the weather prediction. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not too much. I want to uh, want to get Weege's thoughts on taking the L, the weather L, this weekend. See what uh, see what he thinks. All right. Okay. Also on the line, uh, the voice of Hangtown, the voice of Flat Track, the voice of many things, Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up, Weege? Uh. Well, look. We almost made it through the entire first set of motos without rain, and then I was going to start playing the percentages and say if it was fifty-one percent not raining all day, is that a win? I mean, it was close, dude. It was close. Way closer than you thought it would be. We almost made it. Well, all I can tell you is go back and watch, uh, watch the second motos, and then uh, First tell me how close it was. Half the day. Half the day. Half the day was as dry as it was muddy. I would love for you to go talk to all the mechanics who are, and the truck drivers who are working on their, their products right now, and you tell them how close we were to, uh, to avoiding the mud. Half the day wasn't even a mud race. Half. Mm-hmm. Fouling grade, 50%. That's an F. Oh, boy. Yeah. Can, can, can we have an early uh, Paula weather update, JT? Paula's looking good. Yeah. Um, okay. It's going to be cool again, and I, I've even got a, a super far-out forecast for Denver. Um, no. Yes. <laughs> honestly, and I'll tell you why I was looking into this, because, uh, you know, we've been talking about you know, and we'll get into Kenny's great ride, but I was kind of looking at when his first real tough conditions test would be as far as humidity or heat or anything that's going to be taxing. And it may be a while. Uh, both Paula and Denver are looking like it's going to be in the 70s. I don't know if it'll rain that far out, obviously, but I, they're, they're, they're pretty pretty good with heat anyway, and both of them are low 70s for the high. So, um, yeah, we're looking pretty good. Hmm. Wow. Um, any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's already trended. We won't have any hot races all the way through August. I think we'll start looking at the forecast for Ironman. See where we're at. That's probably going to be muddy. Usually is right. Uh, yep. JT, can I get something for Calgary in a couple of weeks? I'll be attending the, that round. Can you please check that up? Check in. Uh, it usually snows in Canada, so I'll go with uh, okay. I'll go with full blizzard. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, hey everybody, uh, we're doing the first round review show. Because, uh, JT, we just decided to do a, a preview show um, with other people this year. So, um, you know, nobody really got to hear what kind of what I we I don't know. I did an hour and a half podcast with you last Monday. Uh, yeah, but it was just about Hawaii and No Fear Story. Well, yeah, but I'm still giving you way more time than any other podcast. Okay, well, I'm just, just saying, JT, I mean, um, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, if thanks, I, thanks I did, I did uh, 20 minutes on one show. I did an hour and a half with you. I can't help that you just, you know, didn't pick the right topic. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was it. All right. Yeah. I was actually under orders from Racer X to do a podcast on the No Fear uh, Oral History Story. So that had to be done, apparently. I gave so. you five times the amount of time that I gave another podcast, yet my loyalty is still being questioned. <laughs> Just saying. What, what's going on in the background of somebody's... Someone song something? Is somebody violin, playing a violin? It's practice starts. What do you think it sounds like? Okay. All right. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, that gate's going to drop. There it goes. Gate just dropped. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm so confused. Um, That's the first time you've caught a gate drop in a while. No, uh, too soon. Too soon. Um, still too soon. Still too Eight soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's 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 get into this. Yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to uh, Hangtown. Um, none of it involving my job, 
as a as a team manager. Uh, no, no. We're not no. talking about that. I mean, we can if you want. What what about the live show that we did at Works Connection? Thank you, Eric, at Works Connection. Thank you, Works Connection, and thank you, Zach Osborne, for coming out on short notice to do the live show with Kiefer, myself, and Weege. It's on the archive, uh, Pulp Mix Show archive already. So it's great. It's fantastic. Thanks, Weege. Yeah, listen to that one. It was good. Um, Zach has a motorhome, so he doesn't have to leave the track all weekend. But then he did leave the track to do Janky Show with you. So yeah, that's I Zach can't believe he came out Me neither. The, where, the, where we sit him up there on stage, and the entire thing we just talk about, you know, is there drama at Baker's Factory? Who hates who? Can you tell us all? You know, that's all we do. So. Yep. Does Eli tell him I talk to you ever or anyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, the wave. He likes the wave. We did learn that. He really gets into the wave while they're doing it before the start at a Supercross. Yep. Yeah. That's, on it. That, yeah. Listen to that. Yeah. It's, uh, it seems to be the only thing that makes Eli happy. Winning and the wave. Well, we now know that Zach listens to these shows, so let's be sure to keep the pumps bright. Yeah. Oh, he was so good at Hangtown. He was, he so, was so good. Oh, so, my God. Saw so guy. The saw so guy. So much better. <laughs> how does, uh, do we know how Eli feels about high-fiving fans after motos? Yeah. Probably not good, I would probably guess. Probably not. I don't know. Okay. Um, all right. Um, Hangtown. Rocks and wins. First win, uh, I, I don't. I mean, he won India. Did he win a moto in Indiana? He won a moto somewhere last year. Um, I don't know. Redbud and Washugal. Redbud and Washugal. He won motos. Never won the overall. This was his first win overall since his accident, and that's pretty amazing to say. Uh, early 2017, uh, when he won uh, the first two rounds of Supercross. So yeah, great work for Kenny. That for, uh, fastest qualifier also, which he never normally does. Normally, normally mm-hmm. isn't that type of guy. And then took off with the first moto. A second moto, I was surprised that Tomac got him back. I thought, I thought seeing how Kenny caught him and passed him, I thought uh, Kenny would go have a perfect day. He didn't. But uh, it was good enough to, to win the overall, and it was a great day, man, um, uh, for Kenny Roxon. So, Weege, is this, a, is this an angle uh, of, of total comeback now for Ken Roxon, or does he need to win a 450 Supercross to, to do, make that happen? Well, the 450 Supercross will definitely, for the story purposes, make it go full circle. Uh, and I'm sure he won't be satisfied until he has one of them. But what this does, this is weird. I, I figured once he won one, it was going to be the biggest, craziest celebration, emotional, tear-shedding moment we've seen in a long time in racing. It was kind of the opposite, but for a good way. Because I think he won. It wasn't that difficult. It wasn't like some unbelievable epic battle, like the first moto he just took off. I don't think he was even riding, you know, yeah. the greatest race he's ever ridden in his life, but he just pulled away. Uh, which is often how it works, right? You work so, so hard on the bad days and stuff doesn't go your way. And then when you win, all of a sudden it was like, well, that was easy. But in reality, that's probably better for him because it looks repeatable. It wasn't like it took some miracle circumstances and the ride of his life to finally win again. It was more like, huh, Yeah. I didn't know where I was at, and apparently I'm in a pretty good spot, so let's do some more of these. So I think it's actually good for him in the long run, although it would have been awesome for the win to feel like a storybook ending. A 1-2 is not exactly that, but... Yeah. Whatever, man. Yeah, he'll take it at this point. Yeah, and you know he's got that virus going on. He's got that 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 whatever's dragging him down. And I asked him about that, and he said, uh, "Yeah, feeling pretty good today. I uh, can't really explain it. Like, just that was kind of what he was saying. He didn't say, ah, we fixed it, we cured it. He just said, I felt pretty good today, and um, that was it, JT. Like, it was cool. Of course, it was rainy, um, so it wasn't you know the the conditions that are going to be super taxing on you, but." He really had no explanation. He said, again, he thinks it's the antibiotics he was taking after the Lyme. 
Um, and at this point, sure, I'll go with that because um, obviously he's, he can't figure it out either. So, um, yeah, I think the conditions and just the fact that he said he woke up today and he's been doing some adjustments uh, helped him. Yeah, I mean, he was he was phenomenal. It was um, flashes, and I think he even made mention of it, flashes of uh, his 2016 self. Does that sound right, the right year? Um, he just ran away from everybody. And when he put that, that lap out there in time qualifying, I was like, hmm, that's not Kenny-esque there to go that fast, that quick, early in the session, and no big deal. Um but I was like, ah, okay, maybe, you know, he could have just got a, a good lap in there. The track's kind of weird with the, the weather. But then, man, in that first moto, holy cow, he was it, he was two and a half seconds better than anybody, which is, that's a lot, you know. And at that upper tier, that highest percentage of guy, you're, even if you're a second faster, you're like, man, where the hell is that guy going to find up a full second? But two and a half is kind of unheard of. Um you know, it was, it was a really strange ride by Tomac. He he definitely wasn't uh, his best self by any means. It was kind of a head-scratching moto from Tomac. But even if Eli was riding, you know, well, I don't think he would have had anything for Kenny in that moto. Uh, Kenny was just on a different level, and, and it's good. I, it's good for the series, um, you know, because if we're being honest, he hasn't really been around for a minute. And we knew we knew Tomac would be good. We felt like Webb would be pretty good. Um, but if you'd have told me that Kenny was going to come in and, and I hesitate to use, I hesitate to use the word dominate, but he pretty much dominated. My only real question of the whole day for Roxon was, did he, did he slow down on purpose in the second moto? Because he was still significantly faster than Eli. And then it seemed like he either just backed off or there was something going on because I, I really thought he would run away with that. And he probably should have with the pace he had. I, I, I don't fully understand what went on in that second moto. Uh, I think, I, I don't know, the way he didn't mention anything like that. I think I think you got to give credit to Tomac on that one. On the second yeah, but moto. if you look at the lap times, I mean, Kenny's lap, best lap was way better than Eli's. And he blew past him. I, I really thought he would run away. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like Eli was just like, no, I'm just going to win now because his lap time wasn't well, – that much better or anything. Yeah, Tomac told me he found some lines from Kenny too. So that that might have helped a little bit. Um yeah, I, I um yeah, I don't know. It it was amazing for Kenny to do that. And also um man, when he like that first moto, you watch or you just I should say the second more of the second moto. Um he's just he barely looks like he's trying, man. He barely like he just he's l- l- lugging the bike. His body position is almost always perfect. He's just, I don't know, man. It's effortless when he's on. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really impressive to watch him ride a four fifty. He can. Eli looks like he's pushing. Eli looks like he's destroying the track and you know and going forward. And Anderson's all over the bike. And Webb is Webb is more towards Kenny, I think, a little bit. But just Roxon himself when he's on like that, man, he looks like he could just go. He's out. He's out for a trail ride. You know. Well, he's got that unique style. And uh, I know Weege and GL were made mention of this several times and. For GL, I know he is is like me, where we're we're both kind of jaw dropped when we watch it because he's doing things that neither he nor I could do. And, and GL was a much better rider than me. I get it, but standing up all the way through corners with both feet on the pegs, leaned over, you know, at the angle he was, uh, just some of the things he does aren't. That's not normal riding technique. That's that's Stefan Everts like what you know GL mentioned. 
it's just not common. I mean, it's something that you yeah, don't no, see. Even at Tomac, when he's at his best, doesn't do things like that. So even for Kenny, he doesn't do it unless everything's clicking. And if you were a guy racing against him, you probably weren't happy to see that form out there because he hasn't been doing things like that very often lately. Um, yeah. It was it's really really impressive to see, and even more impressive it's so unique. There just aren't many people on earth that can that can corner the way he does at that lean angle with both feet on the pegs. Yeah, he's it's it's cool to watch, and like I said, it looks like he's barely trying. It looks like he's just uh, well, he yeah, you know, I mean, he's, he's carrying he's carrying so much momentum yeah. that he's not using the clutch. He's yeah. at super low RPM. Uh, it's just, yeah, there aren't there aren't many U.S. especially U.S. based riders that ride anything near that that style. Um, well, Tomac got second overall, but man, to me, Anderson is a really big story, bigger than Tomac, and to me, Osborne's a bigger story than Tomac. Osborne was fantastic in the second moto. Uh, first lap, he was 16th, then he came up to uh, uh, came up all the way into third at some point, and I thought he, I thought you know he's closing a little bit on. Um, on Kenny at some point, and then um, first moto he was also up there, rode well, caught those guys, and Anderson to me uh, was really impressive. First time we'd seen him in a long time. Uh, caught Coop, um, caught um, uh, caught Coop in the first moto, moved up. Uh, I, I don't know which guy, which rock star husky guy was maybe more impressive. Why again? I, I can't. I think it's a tie. Both guys were really good. Yeah, I think I think Zacho might have. Even though he didn't beat him in the overall, I think Zacho might have ridden better just because of where he came from in that second moto. But Anderson hasn't raced since January. Yep. So I think I'll put that over to say it was the more impressive ride just because we didn't know exactly what to expect. And I did talk to Anderson briefly before the race, and he was really downplaying how much prep time he had. And you never know with these guys if that's 100% accurate. You know, I was wondering, I'm like, does he have a head start because he wasn't worried about Supercross, or is he behind because he was hurt? He definitely said it was the latter, but you never know with anyone. Is there any rider that comes in outdoors and says, I'm ready? Yeah. Anybody? Wow. No matter what? The number of people I heard complaining about their bike setup was amazing. Yeah, total, totally. So no one is ever going to say that they're coming into Hangtown set and focused and comfortable and ready to dominate. Uh, but considering he hasn't raced in a long time, I'll give him that. Like, whether yeah. he's been motoring down or not, it's not the same. He's been injured. So, to me, to come back and get third and pretty much be exactly where he always was outdoors, like, it's pretty much the same Anderson as usual. Well, uh, I almost I think that answered a lot of questions. Yeah, and I almost give him mulligan for that second moto because of the rain and the slop, and he's not good in that stuff. Uh, you know, he's not elite in that stuff, and he still pulled he's off a top-five finish. Yeah, he's still, yeah, yeah, no doubt. But, but uh, you know, in the, in the moto one, he caught – Coop and passed him and you know like he was impressive even oh that's what I was going to say Tomac got him in moto one briefly he struck right back at Tomac and pulled back away like that's impressive so to me yeah, what the hell was Tomac doing the first moto anybody know yeah well he, he actually he told me like yeah he was very frustrated and and Zach gave it gave him the spot when he fell but um mm-hmm. if Zach hadn't given it to him he was he said it would have been definitely pretty worrisome what was going on but uh, it, yeah, I just that's another um what's that emoji with the guy with his hands up for for Tomac? Yeah, I, I don't moto. get it. I don't yeah. I mean it wasn't it wasn't terrible, right? He got fourth in the moto as you should have been Zach fifth. Bell. Yeah, should have been fifth. Should have been fifth. But I I just do not understand Eli Tomac. I don't get it. I really don't. And if you're if his worst days are a fourth in the moto, great. He'll he'll be just fine, but it's still so puzzling to me the range of 
he's trying as hard as he can in the range of where he can be. Well, Osborne, as far as riding. Anderson getting him back and then Osborne catching him from a ways back and passing him was not ideal. It doesn't make any sense. No. It really doesn't. And, yeah. and we, shouldn't, we should really not be surprised. In that moto, Osborne was like, I'm going to stay with him for as long as I can. I want to see where I'm at. I'm on a 450 now. This is the champ. This is the guy. And then Eli eventually was able to inch away, and I'm like, oh, that's over. And then next thing you know, he's been passed by him. And, yeah, same thing. He catches Anderson and he passes him. You think that's over. Right. And the next thing you know, Anderson, he's so, gone. So you would think, okay, so, so it started raining pretty good, like halfway through the moto, you know? Um, so maybe you're like, ah, the, the, the bike's set up for Eli or the rain, and he's not comfy in it. It's slippery, right, because it was a little harder packed hang town. Um, so you're like, oh, it must be – the conditions that are causing him to get passed by Anderson and get caught by Osborne, except the second moto in worse conditions, he just he's gone. He he just checks out. So you're like, okay, well, it's not that. It's not the conditions. You know. You guys think that it could be something where he just gets mentally rattled, like because it was pretty stark when Anderson repassed him and got aggressive. That's when it seemed to unravel. Uh, because he was going forward. He was going forward. He was going to pass him. You could tell he was faster. He was just trying to find a way around. And then got him, and Anderson got him back. And then it was like, then it went all to crap really quickly, like immediately when that happened. I just, I'm beginning to think that it's something mentally where he just locks up when things go sideways, and someone's like, "No, I can pass you back. You're not that good." Like he he freaks out or something. I I don't I know I don't have it pinpointed, but I keep seeing more and more times or instances where he, someone shows him that they're faster than him and he has trouble dealing with that adversity for some reason. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yep. No idea. There's something though. <laughs> I mean, you can't ride that much differently and go backwards when right. you're that good without, there's something to it. Uh, I was yeah. impressed with Roxon. I was impressed with Anderson and Osborne. Those are the three guys that stood out for me in 450 yep. class. Anderson's, Anderson's first moto ride was, was crazy impressive to me. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Think about how, well, the last time he got a gate drop, right? And yep. and and, and that, then he goes out and does that. So yeah, and we had, we had even been told by people that would know that he got a late start. You know, he right. he started later than they planned, and the arm injury was more serious than they you know most people knew. And so for him to come out and do that, yep. uh, kudos to him. That was that was a great ride. I think I think Webb rode well. Like I'm almost that second moto man. It was it was raining and slippery and shitty. And I'm not going to put a lot of stock in that second motos for, for for a lot of these guys just because it was it was pretty it was it was low key kind of crappy. You know, like it was it wasn't Unadilla a couple years ago or, or or Indiana, but man, it wasn't wasn't much fun. Um, so I'm I'm not you know going to hang that on that the results and be like oh you know. It just it just was it was a mutter it was a mutter the second moto was a mutter and um, so the first motos are what I'm looking at and Webb was good Webb was really good um, Marv went down in practice and a pretty good uh, crash I guess over just on the tabletop going in the back and he wasn't himself seven four on the day so Marv was just okay I guess and Webb I don't know Weege what do you think of Webb I thought it was thought it was good I can't remember have we had a muddy opener for the nationals like. Ever? Uh, Hangtown's had some mud races. I'm sure people want to come to this phone right now and say, idiot, there's been mud races at Hangtown. But it was never the opener at those times. Uh, 91, it wasn't the opener. 02, 04, it wasn't the opener. When was the last time we had that? Ever? I cannot Gatorback, remember a Gatorback muddy had opener. To be muddier. There had to be Gatorback mud years, right? At some point? I, 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 you would assume so, but I don't, none of them jump out 
I don't remember it being muddy, but uh, you would assume in 45 or 50 years of racing this series, it's happened. Yes. But for the most part, right. there's not a big track record. We know the opener is always weird. How many times have we seen someone yeah. dominate the first round outdoors and that doesn't at all turn out the way the season goes? So to me, you have like double, you have the weirdo opener and weirdo mud combined for the first time. So I feel like if anybody says that any of the dudes didn't do well, you really got to pump the brakes on that because yeah, I agree. 50-50 chance they come back and make you look bad. Like I did see, I did see it on Vital this morning. Someone suggested, are the wheels coming off the web wagon? He got good starts and he went backwards. And I'm like, dude, you just, it's the opening round outdoors. We see it time and time again. Chad Reed, Michael Essie winning the motos on a Cowie 450 and a KTM 350, and then the rest of the season sucked. So Our Don's, you really got to be careful. Don's, like Don's, Anderson showing that kind of fight, that's all you need to know. Okay, Anderson's head's in the game. He's yeah. fighting. That's yep. good. Everyone that was not where they expected to be, like, you cannot write Marv off just because of no. this. Although I'm sure he will be by many people. Um, no, absolutely. Look at look at Dunge a few years ago when he won the Supercross title. He went like seven seven at Hangtown. Um, or yeah, and then dominated pretty much the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. It, and like I said, I'm almost discounting that second moto at all. Like it was where you started. Like outside of Osborne, who was crazy good, uh, it, it wasn't a lot going on out there. Guys were just kind of hey, I got to get through this thing. Vision was was key. Goggle stops were made. You know all that kind of stuff. So for me, second moto was. Almost a write-off. Like, hey, yeah, here's where you started. Here's where you did. Outside of Osborne, who was amazing. Now, Zach O'Sa- I think you get a real feel in the first moto- first national of the year of people being like, I'm just trying to see where I'm at, figure out how the bike's working, and I'm just going to take what I can get. And then when it's slippery like that in the second moto, where it could really go bad, it's like double cautious. So I don't think you really see anyone over riding over their heads or riding over their limits. They're just taking whatever position they get for the most part. Mm-hmm. So you got to keep that in mind. You'll see yeah. more fight later in the right. year. Uh, I really, I really don't like taking or drawing conclusions from Hangtown. Uh, it just, it never seems yeah. to pan out the way you want it to. Um, whether it's injury or guys not ready yet or supercross hangover or whatever, it just never seems to be uh, a great indicator for what we're going to see. And sometimes it's not even till round three or four that we really see what's going to happen. Um, you know, 2017 Baggett was a factor. He was terrible at Hangtown. Uh, you know, 2009 Michael Essie win, wins. He's a uh, non-factor, right? Uh, 2010 Chad Reed he wins, non-factor. Dungey 11, not the champion. Bill Poto was terrible at Hangtown, and he wins a championship. 2012 Stu wins. He gets hurt, right? So it just doesn't – and there are obviously lots of years where Carmichael and these guys dominated, but there are a lot of years where that guy that wins at Hangtown, they're either not in the series or they just are relegated further back as the series gets rolling. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait and see. Um, Tomac, Tomac didn't win. He's won the last two years. Can Roxon hold this? They're, they're, to me, there are still so many questions, even after the evidence we've been shown from one weekend. There's a ton of questions out there about how this is going to go. Uh, both, uh, both Tomac and Osborne's moto-winning streaks at Hangtown come to an end. Um, hey, so Baggett, JT was off the pace again at the opener, didn't qualify well, didn't start well. Um, you know, worked, out, worked his way up in that first moto a little bit, but, um, yeah, a little bit off the pace for Baggett. Uh, he actually start. started okay. His starts weren't bad. Uh, he just he didn't ride very well, and that's been the norm for the last three years there. And, you know, we spoke about this a little bit last week. Uh, he just, 
I don't know what, what goes on with him and, and the bike and if it's mental or setup or whatever, but they just cannot get Hangtown dialed in. So he leaves again. I, th- I believe he got eighth overall. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, but just a, another tough day to start the series. And, you know, for that team, they're obviously hoping they're in championship contention and you leave there, you know, knowing you gave 20-plus points away or whatever the number is. It's uh, it's tough. You put yourself in a hole leaving, leaving a round that you've won before on a 250, and you are kind of scratching your head as to what do we have to do to get a good result at Hangtown. Uh, Barsha got seventh. Uh, I, talking to people who talked to him, I didn't I didn't see him all day, but his wrists are bad, I guess. He broke his wrists, and he's, he's, he's not in a great place for outdoors, but he got seventh overall. I don't know. Weesh, did you talk to him at all? Uh, just a little bit on Thursday, just asking him had he been riding. Yeah. It had only been like two weeks. Right. So yeah, I, I think anyone, you, anything you saw out there was just basically his natural race instincts. Right. I don't think there's much prep uh, at all. Um, Dean Ferris, ninth overall, good job for him. I think he rode well, uh, rode okay. You know, uh, he hadn't had a lot of success this year so far on that Yamaha, at least when he filled in for Febra. So he'll he, he did all right. Uh, I, I expect Dean to be a five to ten guy uh, all year long, and I think he was pretty good. Bogle, tenth overall. Jake Masterpool again comes out at the first opener and uh, privateer life. Uh, we'll get to his brother in a second, but Jake Masterpool, JT, was really good. 13-11 on the day. He's strong, man. That's two years in a row. He's come out and rode really, really well at Hangtown. And I think the most impressive thing with Jake, and I don't know him very well at all other than, you know, we saying how nice he is and optimistic he is. Uh, he moved forward in both motos. He didn't. He didn't start like eighth and, and end up eleventh. He was. He started like twentieth and moved to you know in close to the top ten. So great riding from him. Uh, very underreported guy. You know he hasn't really ridden Supercross at all. And uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. to come into a race like that at Hangtown with everybody lining up and put in a result like that is no joke. Todd Waters, Australian guy, rode for Destinations for a few times. He rode in MXGP. 12th overall, Ben LeMay, 13th. Cole Seeley had a day he'd rather forget. Uh, Cole is not good in the mud. He fell a bunch in that second moto, got ninth in the first moto, so Seeley will do better uh, as we go forward. A um, couple of J- Japanese, Tomita and Koga, did well in the second moto in the mud. Shocker. Not really. Um, Tomita's crash was unbelievable. <laughs> it was good, right? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, ben LeMay, though, 14 12. That was good. We hey, you know what? Honestly, what? it was invasion of the Aussies this weekend in both classes. Yeah. There were Aussies all over the place. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're they're super pissed because we each won't be able to show the uh, series down under, I guess. I've been getting a lot of tweets about that. So. Yes, I did it. I actually didn't want it to be shown in Australia. Yep. yep. Yeah, blame Weege. Yep. yep. Blame Weege. Yeah, I put it in my contract. I said I'll do Blame Weege for but... all the graphic mistakes that were going on on TV, too. Oh, That's definitely Weege's fault. A lot of, lot of timing issues going on. Why again? Yeah, it threw me, actually, several times yeah. um, where it would malfunction. Um, you know, you're not staring at it the whole time. You'll, you'll glance at it, and then you won't look at it for two or three minutes. So when you look back, you don't know that it's been flickering or glitching. You just think this is what it is. Yeah. You know? yep. And as I've said many times on here, we only see what you're seeing at home on the monitor. So... If it says that, you know, Blake Baggett was in fifth and he's not in fifth, you can't look out the window and be like, oh, no, he's still good. Right. Um, so, yeah, a couple times uh, that got me, maybe three times where I thought someone was where they weren't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what hey, – actually, they, what I've never seen before in practice, JT, you probably caught this, that Marv crashed and his transponder fell off and he actually carried yeah. it back to the – I've never seen that happen before. <laughs> like, 
he crashed in a way that he actually knocked his transponder off, and he saw it. <laughs> yeah, you know, they've gotten that. these uh, these transponder holders have gotten really kind of bulletproof. We used to have we used to zip tie them to the fork guard, so they weren't going anywhere, no matter what. There were you know, but I think they've gotten to the point where they don't you don't really need that anymore. So yeah, it's pretty rare that that happens. Um, but on the scoring thing, at one point Cody Cooper was in seven positions at once. That was that was unbelievably. That was just pure talent. I don't know what else to point that to. To be in seven spots at once. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just hoping that he was on my fantasy team so I could get all those points. Yeah. Even Stu, as spectacular as he is, I don't feel like he was able to pull that off. I never never able to pull him. that off, right? It's, it's literally the perfect. No, nobody. Yeah. I love the the tweets I got for Stu's third video that came out. I have yet to watch it, by the way. I need to try to maybe watch it today. But he announced that he was retired, and you know I was getting tweets. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I think we got that one. <laughs> I think we were all right with that. We think I think we kind of knew that. I don't think that's really like that's like saying like I put out a tweet saying I retired also from pro motocross <laughs> racing. Like, yeah, we we didn't need that, but that's fine. He can announce that, but I don't understand the people tweeting me shocking saying Stu has retired. I, all right, got it. Um, Let's, we need to talk more about that later, maybe at the end of the show or something. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, there were definitely – I don't know what's up with the timing scoring. Like, I have no idea. I don't know if weather causes that or what. I don't remember it ever usually being like that. Well, I blame you. So, I blame you. Well, the Australia thing, definitely me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin Hill didn't have the day that he thought he would. Qualified ninth. Not so bad from there. Bad starts. Uh, Justin somehow isn't good in the mud either. I've been told, even though he's from the Pacific Northwest, and it seemingly every Pacific Northwest guy is good in the mud, uh, Justin is not. So he struggled in that second moto a little bit. Uh, Sixteen twenty-one on the day for him. So I asked him after Anaheim one, which was muddy, and he did badly about the mud, and he said, "Yeah, it rains all the time where I'm from. We just wouldn't ride then." <laughs> I think other guys were though. But there you go. Yeah, I think there other guys go. did though. <laughs> the history of guys in the Pacific Northwest being good in the mud is is high. Um. What else? Uh, Bowers didn't have the day he wanted. I, I thought Bowers would be closer to the front for sure. Uh, second, he's really doing all twelve. He wants to, yeah, yeah. How, how's he putting that, pulling that together? Like, well, Pulp logistically, M- financially, all that. Pulp Mex is going to help him out at one round. I know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of how he's doing it. Yeah, he really, I'm glad to see for, it. Uh, private companies that want to be a part of his race effort he's definitely um, offering an opportunity. So that's pretty cool. I yeah. hope people jump yeah. on that chance. Yeah. Um, what else? Anything else? Did I miss? Did I miss anything? I was impressed. So prediction predictions. Uh, is this this Ken Roxon we're going to see all summer, or was just a no, one-off? No, I don't think so. I I, I don't. I, I I don't because he's got this issue, and I, I'm only going off things that he said and all that. You know, so sure. Uh, I, when it gets hotter or whatever, or like he was kind of saying, like I don't know. Yeah, to me, like I felt good, like almost like you know a little bit of a surprise. So I think we're. Honestly, not going to know until maybe WW Ranch in, on June 22nd. And that's crazy. That's, that's round five. There's a good chance we don't have anything hot or humid until then to really, really well, know. What's the forecast looking like for that one? Pretty hot. Yep, pretty hot. Okay. June in All Florida. Right. I, would just, I would just go with hot that's and a-, okay. a 50% chance of rain. And that's every day from June until September. <laughs> okay. One month in advance. I would. Forecast. I would put it at higher than fifty percent <laughs> uh, for rain for that, for yeah. that area. Um, all right. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know because yeah, Tomac's first moto was also confusing. But 
I still, you know, that second motor runaway was good for him. Anderson, uh, to me, uh, Roxanne Anderson and Osborne. All very impressive, man. Really good. So, and Eli, questioning. Coop, okay. Marv, okay. And after that, uh, you know, Barsha, Baggett, Ferris, Bogle, Masterpool, Waters, LeMay, Seeley. Yep. I think Coop's going to get better. Yeah. I think Coop will be uh, Coop will be in the mix here very shortly as far as race wins. Yeah, and I think it was a good sign for him that the starts were still there the same. Because uh, as JT, you've alluded to, you never know in Supercross. He nailed almost every start all year, but everything's so different about those starts, especially with the metal grate and a hundred other things. The starts are, starts are shorter, and here you're, you know, you're starting into disc up dirt, which doesn't exist in Supercross. I was just wondering if that same stuff would all carry over. And um, I don't know, with the little bit of info we have right now, it looks like it does. So if his starts are still like they were in Supercross, that makes him – just you cannot ignore what a huge advantage that gives him. So we'll see. Yeah, I think, I, think you're, I think you're absolutely right. And I would point to the fact that Marvin and Blake were right at the front too. So it's, yep. it almost seems like it's a, a, a motorcycle thing, which is fine. That helps Webb as well. Um, but, yeah, the, it seems like the both – Overseas and in America, the, the KTMs are continuing their start dominance. So, yeah, it's a good sign for, for all those guys. Is Waters doing all of them? Uh, don't I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Ferris yep. is doing all of them, even when AP comes back. Yeah. Um, who can I ask about Waters? Who can I text right now? Not Chad, obviously. Burner? Yeah, maybe Burner. I don't know anything about his program. Like, who's he riding with or for or pitting with? Like, I, I know nothing. I just knew he was on the entry list, and obviously I know who he is. But that's the yeah. extent of knowledge of his 2019 situation that I've got. Waters is always, like, decent at this nation. He's kind of like a, like, a steam, like, a, like a steam engine. He just keeps going and going and going before you know it. He seems like he's in shape, and he gets a decent, decent result. So. I'll tell you what did not go well for him was his stint on HRC and yes. MXGP. No. That did not go well. No, not at all. <laughs> Uh, anybody know, like, he didn't make it at a practice, I think, right? No. Uh, but, he's, yeah. but he rode. No, he did finish for them before, the year before. Did he fill in uh-huh. again? I think he filled in another time for them. Oh. He filled in for Boggers last year, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And I thought he went over there the year before as a fill-in for them or for somebody. I don't know. I feel like I've seen Todd Waters get a couple of shots. I thought he had a shots. full-time deal the year before. Was it full-time? Yeah, it was full-time. Also. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, it. Yeah, I think he had a full deal. Australians are just yelling at us right now through the speakers. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, can't watch, and then we're getting it all wrong. Uh, yeah. JT, would you like to explain Lorenzo Lacurcio? He just didn't ride very well. No, he didn't. Uh, I mean, it wasn't terrible. He just didn't. He didn't get it done. He was right, right around the points both motos, and uh, yeah, it just wasn't a wasn't a great day. Aldridge uh, raced a two stroke. Didn't go well for him. Um, Keelan Meston got into the moto as the alternate. Three guys got in as alternates. I like that. I like the alternate. For the second moto? Yeah, for the second moto. Okay. Because Cody Cooper. Here's your prize. Go destroy your motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Anybody know why Cody Cooper got 40th and appeared to not even start the second moto, or he did and didn't make it a lap? Anybody know? Cody Cooper? Okay. Um, Freddie Noren was up there, too, in the first moto for a little bit. Fast Freddie. Yeah, he rode good. Yeah, and he dropped back a little bit. I think he crashed, lost. Yeah, he crashed. All right. Jericho, uh, Bogle's mechanic, busted out some uh, socks with wrestlers' faces on it. Why, Gant? 
for the opener? Yeah, I was really excited. Uh, a real battle almost sometimes between Jericho, the mechanic, and then Bogle, and who would have the more outrageous attire. Yeah. I mean, Bogle's outfit looked crazy on Saturday, but in comparison to what he's been rocking lately, it was actually pretty tame. Yep, yep. Had like a uh, KTM orange headband. Um, right. But yeah, Jericho, the mechanic, uh, he just sees me. He doesn't even tell me he has wrestling socks. He just looks at me, points, and says, Warriors down by the foot. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I look, and I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, hey, check out my socks. And then I was like, yeah, all right, are those wrestlers' faces? And he's like, you know it. And I'm like, okay. Right. Yeah. So Yeah, there was Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Macho Man Randy Savage on his socks. Yeah. Uh, and then I asked Bogle, I'm like, so what's the deal? Are you guys, first of all, Bogle, are you racing all these now? I know they got a mechanic over here now, and he says he has no idea. But the team, the team hired Tony Archer as a mechanic, I, so... Everyone seems to know this except Bogle. I would think he, they're not hot. That team is not hiring a mechanic unless, you know, they need a third guy. And there's not like, you know, money just flowing everywhere where they're like, hey, we need a third mechanic full time. Yeah. So, so yeah. obviously when Bloss gets back, it seems like they'll keep on going with Bogle. Yeah, I mean, they should. If and only Bogle, somebody, if only somebody on this. Amazing, but Bogle rode well. He, I think he fell at one yeah. point in the second moto like everybody. Yeah. Uh, but he was riding good. If only somebody so, on this phone line yeah. could, could knew the team really well. <laughs> Could, could tell us. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to. I'll try to get answers. I don't have any yet. All right. Okay. Um, is get, I want predictions to, for round five. We want to know the forecast now. And we, are you preparing gear for Bogle to race that event? And what logos are on that gear? I would bet you that we're so far out on gear. I would bet that gear was ordered a long time ago. So regardless, yes. There yeah. you go. Yep. Somebody knows. Um, Somebody knows. By the way, uh, Fly made uh, Chris Kiefer the the retro set of gear that we saw at Nashville. That I was told, you know, very limited, not not around, can't do it, can't do it. And then Kiefer races, and Fly gives him four sets of the retro gear, which is very nice of Fly. But we made it specifically for Kiefer. That stuff did not exist. You, we literally made it just for him. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, my apologies. Then I figured you have to be yeah. so far out that you couldn't get it quick enough. Well, no, we have. I mean, those jerseys were specifically made and ordered just for Hangtown for Kiefer. Okay, all right, hundred percent fact. All right, uh, all right. Anything else for four for these championship predictions? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, I, go watch our preview vid- uh, videos that we did. Not the not the podcast because we screwed us, but the the videos. Okay, I'm going to stick with Tomac. Yes, I am too. Okay. I don't recall did, did my phone malfunction last week. I don't recall a single text being sent saying, "Hey, when are we doing these outdoor preview pods?" Once you From did one with someone yeah. else, yeah, we figured that was kind of dead. Like yeah. you, you single handedly killed. I'm that. not. I'm not going to make another Avengers movie. It's already out. Endgame like, two. Yes, I'm not going to do the same movie again. Uh, first of all, you guys didn't even know until your guy Swizzcore said it. So you didn't even know that this happened. Yet somehow you knew that we couldn't do it, even though you didn't even know I did it. And second of all, it was 18 minutes talking about basically web and Tomac only. Well, Fly Racing's a sponsor. There was a lot of other uh, fruit. Main event moto? From the street. So I know all. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know. You listen to all the pods. I know you do. Yep. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you, Fly Racing. Yeah, anyway, nothing's oh, changed. Yeah, okay. Tomac bouncing back in that second moto. Uh, yeah. I think that was – if Tomac had gone 4-4 in the day uh, – there would just be like conniption fits. The, the head explosion emoji would be used um, profusely. That really helped, I think. It, it seems dumb that the two-time champ needed a moto win to like right the ship. Uh-huh. 
But we would have been pulled right back into the what the hell's up with Tomac rabbit hole if he had not bounced back. You know, halfway through the second motor, I'm like, uh-oh, here we go again. But then he won, so call off the, call off the alarm. Um, yeah, all right. So anything else for yeah. the U.S.? No, no championship predictions, please. Okay, all right. Uh, thank you, Fly Anderson. Racing. I'm calling Anderson. I'm sticking with it. Oh, boy. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Thank you to those guys. Uh, please check them out on the web. Mountain bike stuff. Yeah, it's great. Um, and uh, it's fantastic company uh, to uh, get anything from. You need bike, body. Uh, they got it all for you. Flyracing.com. Formula Helmet is out now. Also, uh, I want to thank Slick Wash. Slickwash.com. Use the code Steve to save on their three-step washing process that Monster Energy Pro Circuit uses. And uh, certainly could have used this weekend at uh, at Hangtown. I'm sure they did. So thanks to uh, Slickwash.com. Alpine Stars, of oh, course. Oh, they did, man. Oh. I have to say. Oh. And I actually noticed when they were washing the bikes after practice, mm-hmm. I don't really take, you know, I'm not really analyzing bike washing very often. Yep, yep. But, I mean, that was like the full-on bikini girl suds soap calendar going yeah. on over there. Well, there you go. Slick. The amount of suds in that pro circuit area. Gosh, and it was not Coors Light that I'm talking about. That was probably after the race. <laughs> yeah, that was after the race. Thanks mm-hmm. to uh, the guys at Slick Wash. Alpine Stars, also uh, the Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. Please check them out. Alpine Stars, the A4 chest protector, the A1 chest protector, ne- bionic neck support system, all Alpine Stars quality. Thank you, uh, Alpine Stars, for making things happen on this podcast. And finally, Maxis. Maxis.com for mountain bike tires, for dirt bike tires, for light truck tire- tires, trailer tires as well. MXST developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath is available now, so it's Maxis's answer to a high-end uh, rubbers. So if you're in looking for high-end rubbers, check out Maxis.com. Uh, also, Racetech, uh, Ben LeMay, using Racetech. I, I'm a fan of Ben LeMay, man. I, I just, he's a working man, grinding it out type of guy. He's he's kind of you-ish, JT. I think he's getting he, better. He's getting better, which is what I like. I, yep. I used to question... Uh, his commitment level at one point in his career. I didn't think he was putting in right. the work necessary. Do you remember he got a think that's he got a factory Yamaha rod, a one race, mm-hmm. Washougal, I yep. think. Um, I'm with you. Like there was some Ben LeMay hype, right, Weege? Coming out of amateurs. Uh, out of amateurs? Yeah. Wasn't there light Maybe? Ben LeMay hype? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Never mind. Well, he, got, he got a he got a ride with JGR early 2008. Well. The very end of the very 70, end of the 2018. There were about 73 people. Yes. JT, I don't know how you never ended up riding for the team. Um, <laughs> what Paluzzi got a ride with with JGR? Yeah, Paluzzi. That's right. Uh, no, I feel like no, I don't feel like I, I remember Lemay as an amateur. Okay, but I feel like he's been in this uh, just trying to he, find something to grasp onto uh, phase for most of his career. It's not like he came out with a really good ride. He went to Europe JGR for a little who, bit? I think he went to Europe for huh? a little bit. Yeah. I feel like since last year, I feel like last year he took a big jump yeah. and continued. He's JT-ish. Very JT-ish. And uh, uh, so I, and he had a job at Monster. Remember, he was delivering Monster on week during the week. He found that too hard to have that and then racing. Imagine that. But uh, anyways, Ben LeMay uses Racetech, Racetech.com for motors and suspension as well. Please check them out on the web. Tyler Managlia and Michael Lessie also using Racetech up in Canada uh, this summer. So uh, thanks to those guys. Use, use the code PULP19 when you call down there to save on suspension service or motor service from, from the guys at Racetech. So, um, all right, let's get into um, 250s. Yeah? Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Um, AC wins. This was big, man. I, I mean, he, he, uh, he was all over Cooper at the end of Moto1. 
and Moto2, he just takes off with the win, again, in treacherous conditions, but this was big. I don't know. Maybe I was overplaying it a little bit, but at the Works Connection live show that we did, uh, those outdoor video previews we did, not the podcast, but just the videos. We didn't do a podcast. Um, and, in, and in talking to other people about AC, like, I mean, I know he's a quality human being, and I know he's you know a good dude and all that, but I was questioning, again, maybe it's, looking back it was silly, but I was questioning his motivation a little bit or his emotional state going into the outdoors. Um and he answered it. He was great. He was fine. He won. He's only won one other national, everybody. So don't think that he's, you know, should be the favorite by any means for this title. He's only won one national, and it was two years ago. And Weege, he was great. He was fantastic all day. And now he's got the points lead. And, and Vegas, you know, I mean, he'll never forget Vegas, but this certainly helped and answered a lot of questions. Yeah, I 100% thought, I wasn't even questioning it. I, I just thought it was the answer, like, this is going to be a tough summer because of Vegas. And that's why. Oh, really? Okay, so I was videos, I was on the fence. Like I'm like I don't. This could be a tough summer. Yeah, and I probably should have left the door open for him to be okay. Um, but in my mind, when we shot the videos, but did not record a podcast yep. after Vegas, I almost looked at it like he was an injured rider coming in. He was going to race, <laughs> but he had an injury to work through, which is why I said Fernandez is a heavy favorite. You know, I know Justin Cooper and some other guys are going to be good, too, but I just didn't think you were going to see 100% of what Adam's capable of. And like you said, it's not like even when he was at his best outdoors, he was dominant. You know, so I'm like, oh, just take him down a small peg. That's a big difference. So for him to win in the very first race, like, obviously, he's proven that's all behind him. He's not going to have Vegas flashbacks, like, by round four all of a sudden. So forget it. Forget all that. Now you're just judging him based on how good a rider he is and not because of – is he up or down mentally from that? So that's completely gone. So that changes everything, I feel, getting this win. JT? Huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah, I really felt like it was, uh, there were two options. He could, it was going to define him one way or another. And he could let it eat at him, and he could let it be in the back of his mind, everything he did, drag him down mentally, emotionally, always waiting for the other shoe to drop anytime things are going well. Or he could use it as, you know, a motivator and to fuel his fire to right the ship all summer. And, you know, I am very happy to see him choosing the latter. Uh, I just, man, and we've always kind of said this, is that kid always shows character and he is genuinely likable. Um, and I think he's demonstrating that again. I mean, he just took it on the chin about as hard as you can possibly take it and it was his own fault, which is which makes it even tougher mentally to overcome. And he just shrugged it off and went out and killed everybody at Hangtown. That's uh, yeah, that's pretty strong statement to be yeah. to be made about who he is as a person. So, does this change? I mean, again, I'm not taking the second motos. It's the opener, and then the second motos were a mutter. So I'm not rolling with 100. percent But the first moto he was all over Cooper and, and rode great. So, you know. Um, but does this change anything for either one of you? Championship. Yeah, it wise. does for me. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, All right. yeah. We're back to just now judging, like I said, AC on how okay. good a rider he is or not. AC plus, oh, but the Vegas thing. Right. Like the Vegas thing is gone. Right. It's done. Right. Yeah. I think either way, uh, and maybe this is a question after we talk about the other guys, JT, but uh, AC, Cooper, Nichols, Ferrandez, Sexton, and then and maybe Amart. There's your guys. Like, there was a big gap in that first moto, and there's your guys all summer long. 
Yeah, that's pretty fair. Yeah. Um, I don't think that we can, just like we talked about 450, I don't think we draw hard conclusions because I think Ferrandis will definitely be better than what he showed last weekend. Um, yeah, it's it's there's a lot going to be a lot of parity in that class, I think. Uh, the 450 guys, what, there's maybe five guys that can win-ish, something like that, an overall. Um, the 250, I think there are more guys that can win an overall or win motos. But for the championship, yes, the guys you named, that's that's your crew as far as 12 rounds, being able to hold it together all summer long, that's that's the guys. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, Ferrandez had a, burnt up a clutch a little bit in uh, in one of the motos. I mentioned that. Colt Nichols was really good, man. Colt Nichols, like he, he missed the start of the year last year with injury, came in, was just okay. I remember he did really well in the mud at Indiana in a moto. But um, man, he was surprising. Uh, Nichols might be the guy to drop out of that group, but but he was really strong. And and when AC got him in the uh, in the moto, um, he was right on him after that. No wait, not AC. Sorry. When who got him for a second? Oh, Amar. Uh, Amar. Amar got him in the second moto, and yeah. he was all over him after he stuck with him, and 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 that was impressive to me. So yeah, and Ferrandis and Cooper were coming, and you're just thinking, yep. okay, outdoors they probably yeah. have. Nichols covered. Yep. Uh, no, he responded to the challenge, and really, and by the end, they weren't even that close to him. Uh, I think they both had some mistakes and stuff, but yeah, there was no, no lucking into it. Like no. he was just solid. Yeah, it was. Both motos. It was. Uh, it was impressive to see by by Colt uh, Cooper was yeah. uh, good, of course, as we thought he would be. Man, Justin Cooper. It's funny, like he hasn't won a Supercross yet, right? Uh, but he's got all these podiums, and then I, I guess he hasn't won a national yet either, right? But he has all these podiums, so. Cooper's first win is still coming, which is feels weird to say because he's legitimately a title contender. Yeah, that's the only reason, and I was putting Ferrandis ahead of him as a title pick. Like, all the tools are certainly there. Yeah. He's super fast and qualifying every single time he's on the track. Like, always. Like, that's not, that's not an accident. Like, yeah. almost every single week he's one of the fastest guys, if not the fastest guy. That means something. He's a really good starter. He's obviously you know, tough and in shape and all that, and that's an awesome biking team. So the only thing I was questioning is, well, he's never really been in this pressure situation yet. Uh, hasn't even won a race, holding points leads, yeah, all that. So Ferrandis has just more experience there. But as far as, like, the raw tools, yeah, they're there. Like, I don't think anybody was shocked that he won the first moto, right? No, no. And I think if – but if you were to take a poll of, like, the average motocross fan and say, has Justin oh. Cooper ever won a race? They'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? oh, just because he's been up there yeah. so much. Yeah, he's so, yeah. so close all the time. So, um, the first yeah, he's so fast and a good starter and not really a huge crasher guy, yet somehow have not won. Yeah. <laughs> Seems almost impossible. Yeah. I, I mean, he'll get his win yeah. this summer, 100% coming up here. So, um, yep. Chase Sexton, uh, he didn't seem too happy after the race when I talked to him. He got fourth, fifth overall. He mentioned that he got fifth in a, his first Supercross, and he won that title. So, you know, that was kind of his good news of the day. But uh, he was just, uh, I mean, I thought he was pretty good. JT seemed angry after the race. Yeah, I think he expects more. I think it just comes down to that. Um, You know, and that's an admirable quality to think, you know, you should be winning. And and he'll have his opportunities. He got a great start in that first one, and he blew it on the last lap. And uh, Ferrandis got him. He should have got third in that first moto. Uh, so, yeah, I just don't think he had envisioned leaving the first race with a fifth. I think he feels like he's better than that. Yeah. But still, it was close. Like I felt like there wasn't a whole lot to separate all these guys. You know? Yeah, it's so, okay. I mean, I, yeah. you know, 
I would rather a rider be disappointed and angry leaving with a fifth than saying, oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. We got fifth. That's good. That's a good start. Yeah. And he fell, like, uh, at the very end of either the first or second lap of the second moto. So he could have probably gone 3-3 three, three yeah. on the podium, which would have been a big difference. So you probably lament that a little bit, too. Yeah. Uh, Troll Train, a horrible first moto. Crashed off the start, first lap early in, then crashed again. I still can't believe even with a couple of crashes, he couldn't get inside. With 30 minutes plus two, he couldn't get inside the top 20. But he couldn't. Uh, second moto, uh, all good. Runs second, catches uh, Nichols, like we said, and uh, gets Suzuki's first 250 podium since 2013. Six moto podium. Moto podium. Six years. I, I know the first moto sucked points-wise. That's going to hurt him bad. Um, but I'd almost feel like coming out of the day, this is almost a positive in the end. Oh, not, I think it, I think it was. Point. Yeah, I think it was. I, I, yeah, like, gotta, it's yeah. just, okay, all right, write the first moto off. But in general, is he able to do just as well this year on the Suzuki as he was on a KTM and Yamaha? Yep, he got second in a moto. So it's not like, oh, my God, he's well, done now. let's wait and see for dry conditions and all of that. But, yes, yes, it's still good. You can still build on yeah, it. Yeah, but getting second in a moto, I feel – that means something. Right. That definitely means something. Mm -hmm. uh, I, he could. What did he get? Eighth overall, I think. Uh, yeah, eighth overall. I guess the way I'd put it is this: it was better to get eighth overall with a no score and a second than like two sixths. How about that? Uh, yep. I'll, I'll give you yeah. that. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um. So. And I don't know what Amar's deal is during the week, but it's like he needs to just never let people watch him <laughs> because we we heard going into Supercross that it was horrible. And then he's fine. Almost podium the first race. Same thing. Stop watching Nationals. Not good. Everyone down on him. Not me. Second in a I've never been down on him. I'm not down on him. No, I know. You, yeah. you back it up that he's a racer. Yeah, he's a racer, dude. He's old. He says during the week he gets tired. He has to rest a lot, you know, because he's old. <laughs> Ripe old age of, what, 28? So. How are uh, chips and salsa and wine coming along? No, that was. Any yeah, no, I think that's been dropped, and, and now it's full program. That, that's back. Now we're back. Okay. He, he did mention to me, he was texting me, and, and I, he said, when are you cleaning the shop at Pro Circuit? And I'm like, ah, probably in the off season. Like That seems to be when we'll find time to do it or whatever. And then I said, you should come with me with a bunch of red, angry faces. And he said, you know what? I might. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Amart actually might come with me to clean the shop. So, uh, what it's on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. He should. Hampshire... Craig and Hunter Lawrence. Craig was actually pretty happy with his day. You know, he's not an outdoor guy, and you know he hasn't raced for a while, so he was actually pretty happy with that. And, and I and I and I get that. Uh, Hunter Lawrence um, crashed in the first moto there, got his uh, got rear-ended, literally. I guess I've yet to see it. I gotta watch it, but um, probably Hunter Lawrence was a bit underwhelming for the yeah, hype. Yeah, wasn't good for the hype. He was on my fantasy team. Oh, I wasn't boy. happy about it. Okay. I don't feel well, like... I think he would have been fine. He fell, I think he was running fifth, maybe? Yep. Yeah, fourth or fifth, yeah. Right. If if he just stays there, which right. wasn't impossible. In fact, I think he was actually catching, he was actually gaining, he was moving forward, mm -hmm. and then it happened. Yes. And then yes. he fell, and then he got uh, hit. Can I say this? Like, Hampshire tore his ass open. Did yeah. Tore it open. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah, you can say uh, that. And then I'm um, sure he was really hurting for the rest of the day. So there was a chance he was going to say get fourth or even third or something in that first moto. would have been a totally different story. So uh, 
Back in, back in the day, I was following my dad through some trails. We're kind of hauling ass through some wood, wooded trails, single track. And he went down, and I rear-ended him also just like that and ripped open his pants and like just nailed his ass with the front tire. And he was really mad at me for following him so close. And he was mm. couldn't sit down for like a week, and it was super stressful time in my childhood because he was very upset <laughs> with me. But uh, So anyways, wow. I, I can kind of feel that. Yeah, I kind of, kind of understand how that goes. I'm just saying that uh, it wasn't like he was going slow. Like he was right, right. running the pace. So um, I'm sure he would have liked to have finished better. Mosman? But there was another guy coming over from the GPC uh, where that was not the case. Mosman, seventh. Good job for Mosman. Uh, been better lately for sure um, and, and still riding pretty well. Uh, yeah, I guess we've got to have that Covington conversation. Do we have to have that now? Is it time? Well, that's what I'm saying. Right, I know. Uh, right. Compared, like, Lawrence, at least Lawrence showed that he can go fast and, and compete. I'm not sure what is going on here with Covington, like. I, it's to me the most puzzling thing in the entire weekend. Like, how is this possible? No points either. Moto uh, in the mud, where GP riders generally uh, excel. Uh, didn't ride well. First moto was he not 14th or 15th and went backwards? I don't know if he crashed or anything, right? But he was 14th or 15th or something. Or no? Was I, he I never don't know. That high? Was he I never just that don't high? know how he doesn't get points in either moto. Like, no matter what. Well, he qualified 19th on a dry track, dry fast track. Qualified 19th. Yeah. Yeah, I have no answers, only questions. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I think well, he's got some sort of lingering knee problems going back all the way to when he got hurt at the Nations like two years ago. But I mean, he's lining up. I, I can't imagine he's there. You know, I don't it's not like he's. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. At the weekend, he Look, never mentioned anything about like he, I can barely ride or something. There's a lot of Covington apologists out there because he's a good guy and who his dad is and all that. I get it. I understand that, but. It's terrible. So I don't know oh. what's going on. Yeah, he's got, again, yeah. it's first race. Maybe there's some jitters and all of that. But when you take Supercross off to get ready for outdoors and then you come out and do outdoors, it can't be good. So we'll see. Um, yeah, he is the nicest guy ever. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, this is going to be one of the most disastrous seasons uh, ever if it goes like this. Well, he's got another year, like, too. He's got another year on his contract. Like, how, how's that going to go? Yeah. Yeah, and I was wondering the whole time, especially about the Supercross thing, um, and obviously nothing proved otherwise. Mm -hmm. This is going to be really interesting to follow. Um, Garrett Marchbanks qualified fastest, JT. Do you does this mean anything? I think he'll be pretty good. You know, the second moto he crashed or whatever went on. Uh, first moto he was okay. Um, no, it's it's marked improvement. And I'm sure that's what Mitch Payton and his team and sponsors are looking for. So do I think he's going to be a title contender? No. But for him and the expectations of being on that team, he needs to be top five relevant. And I think he showed that he is. He just needs to put the whole package together. So you'll take that qualifying first as, as a, a positive step. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the results aren't what you wanted, right. but if you're looking for, okay, what do we do right, what do we do wrong, uh, qualifying first and second in two practices is pretty damn good. That's that's showing a lot of potential. You just need to put the rest of the pieces together now. Uh, we'll go to our amateur expert on the line, uh, Jason Wygant, to talk about uh, Ty Masterpool and Derek Drake's day. Totally different scenarios coming in. So Drake, they knew a year ago that he was going to be racing Hangtown this year. He was the best guy at Loretta's last year, and so he could have raced the last three nationals last year, didn't do it. Uh, and the stopwatch national hype on him was pretty big. I feel like he did okay. Uh, he didn't 
completely like, ah, oh, forget the stopwatch national hype. He proved nothing. Like, I thought he rode good. Uh, I think he was, was – was he actually the best of anyone on his team in the end? Uh, no, McElrath. Or, or did McElrath get him? Yeah. Okay. Quiet day for McElrath. Yeah, he did get him in the overall. But uh, I thought he rode well. Now, on the other hand, Masterpool, I had no idea this was coming. He raced a 125 last year. He had potentially two more years as an amateur. He could race B this year and then A the next year. So I talked to. I was completely and totally confused as to why they put a fifth bike under the truck or right. under the tent at the truck. I talked to Will Hahn last night, and he said this was always the plan. And I said, really? Because really? I said the people I talked to said that this was a surprise. He said, nope, this was always the plan. I said, so it was always the plan to have five bikes underneath the truck for outdoors. And he went, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. So the plan was to race 125 Loretta's, B-class at Minio's, and then be pro after that. Yep. That was <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like it. All right. Got it. Yep. Got it. Okay. Anyway, he's really, he's really good. Like, he has the goods. He has the talent. He's got skills. I just hope that whatever this either planned or unplanned schedule uh, doesn't derail some of that. I mean, there's a reason that you usually take things in the right steps. Like, unfortunately, at his level – Maybe he's riding really well, but he's getting, say, tenths or twelfths or something, you know, where he could be running up front if he had waited a year or two. You know, confidence is a strange thing. So I'm just – I hope this works out because he's really got skills, and I hope that it's okay and this doesn't end up – whatever they're doing, having it coming early, I think, doesn't, doesn't mess it up. Well, Bobby Reagan is known as such a, such a patient hand with people. Shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Marty crashed in the second moto. Marty pulled in goggles for goggles. Uh, Drake pulled in twice for goggles in the second moto, and I had him on my fantasy team, and I know he's concerned about his eyes, but listen, Derek, we got to keep going. We can't pull in twice for goggles. Uh, you, you got two eyes. You're fun. Um, no, I'm kidding, but he pulled in for goggles twice in the second moto. And Marty pulled in, and then Marty ate crap, and Mitch told me after the race that perhaps Marty uh, might have broke a rib. Now, there's a guy out there who is literally, I've been told by three teams, that he is their guy for fill-in. And that's McAdoo. McAdoo has JGR, Pro Circuit, and Geico. Like, all ready to grab him. So there's a chance McAdoo gets in if Marty's out for a while. If Marty's rib is actually sore. Which it was bad enough for Marty to get an Asterix, or an Alpine Stars medic ride back. So... I don't know. Marty may have just... Yeah, McAdoo's stop- ready. He was there. Right. He was hanging out with Craig all weekend. Yeah. Christian Craig. Yeah. And, yeah, I saw him talking to J-Bone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's ready. He's ready for any, yep. any, any fill-in. I told him, I'm, I'm like, you need to use this leverage. Have a little bidding war for this, mm. for your services. Mm-hmm. So, Marty's injury, I bet, could be an 11 race injury. We'll see. <laughs> could be 11 races. I was shocked. We have these stat books now, uh, thanks to our buddy, producer Pete. Uh, who does a lot of stuff for Supercross, and now he's doing research for outdoors. So one of the first things I thumbed into for the book, like, so there's this giant 254-page book of stats. But there was really only one stat that I really wanted to see. What is Marty's actual start record outdoors? There have actually been two seasons where he did all 12 races. Does yeah. anyone remember yeah. this? Yeah, he did. No, I do, because I've been Marty Whisper for a long time. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, two. You have always been there for him. I have. Yeah, only two, uh, but there was, until his, until his 450 year, there was only one year on 250s that he had finished. And he always does well at Washougal when you look at his results. Washougal's a big one for him. It's cooler, mm-hmm. smoother. So, but yeah, Mar- Mar- but when Marty rode 450s, he did them all and he was great. 
My point proven. You know what? Uh, that second moto, though, by the way, before the crash, like the first two or three laps, I was like, what's going on here? Like, he was battling for third. He was, yeah. He was hauling. Yep. Going for it. Um, yep. All right, so, JT, any thoughts on Drake and Master Pool? Um, no, I thought Drake was kind of as advertised. Mm-hmm. He was fast in the first practice, really good ride in the first moto, um, had some issues. The, the surprising one what, to me was Master Pool because – despite what Will says, uh, I think he was coming off a collarbone injury, uh, hadn't been riding all that much, and just came out of the B class. So for him to be running where he was was a big surprise for me. Um, But Drake, I thought, you know, the guy's been killing amateurs for a year or two now. So that's kind of what I expected, maybe even even a little better overall. Um, Yeah, just I think it's interesting – how many amateurs are coming out now to try this, and we'll see how this new rule change affects um, you know these kids giving it a shot. No, they're in for the year. Those two guys. No, I know, but yeah, some of these yeah. other oh, yeah. guys. There was a, there were a lot of people I'd never heard of, and I'm assuming that some of those guys are taking advantage of this rule change. Um, Jordan Bailey had a rough day. Jacob Hayes had a rough day. I didn't find out either anything about either guy, but they certainly didn't have the day they wanted to. Um, Mitchell Falk. Had a really rough day. He'll probably be out for a little while with a shoulder injury. Yeah. Um, it's weird that he screamed his name when they were carrying him off the track. Yes. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Heart raft, like rough a third day. person type thing? Is that what it was? Yes. Heart raft. It was like, okay. Drago, like screaming Drago, but I... screaming his own name for some reason. Um, <laughs> Heart raft had a rough bike issue day, so... Not, not, yeah, not I think a, that might have been the case for, for Hayes also. Really? Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, What else? Uh, Jordan Smith uh, still is, isn't healthy, I don't think, right? Did anybody get Jordan Smith stuff? Like yeah, I talked stuff? to him. He said the wrist is still not, oh, boy. not good. It's more of it's hang down. you got to race. Right, right, right. You know, yeah, More time would have been helpful, but obviously everyone wants to start a championship if they can. And I, I never noticed Kyle Peters out there. I never saw Kyle Peters one time. Just I, I don't know. Just never noticed. That. Uh, he and Amart actually started together pretty well in that second moto. They were like fourth, fifth-ish at the beginning. Okay. And I don't know what happened after that. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Wilson Todd. Wilson Todd, fifteen nine, Australian kid, twelfth overall, privateer, full privateer. Maybe if uh, if Falk's out, they put him on Troy Lee. Troy Lee. I don't know. I don't talk to Tyler Keefe about it, but that could be a spot if he keeps keeps it up. But full, yeah, pull out of his truck. So good job for Wilson Todd, another Australian guy. So it says here he's on a Husky. I think he's on a KTM, though. Do, 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 do we, or is he on a KTM or on a Husqvarna with different plastic or something? I don't know. Hmm. Not sure. You guys, okay, yeah. I, like, I don't know. I don't like, know. I'm looking at his bike right here. On None a, of the Aussies know either because they didn't get to see the race thanks to Weege. Oh, no, he's on a KTM. No, he, he he's on a KTM because, yeah, his seat says KTM. So. But it says Husqvarna. Is he literally on a white KTM? No. No, he's on an orange oh. KTM. Oh, okay. Yeah, All I just right. checked his social. So so we need to fix that. But we had – it was Todd Wilson before the race <laughs> on, on entry forms. They had Master Pool's number wrong. Wygant, so many people's credentials have the different photos on them. The Keeper's what, one is spectacular. What is going on over there in the offices? Can, can we figure this out? Yeah, I got hit up a couple times this weekend. Hey, you guys, you guys did this, you guys did that. <laughs> and I, Adam, yes, uh, uh, our buddy DV, David Villeman, he's, uh, his past says he is Fernandez's guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> For, 
Yeah. Uh, Fernandez, but Fernandez. Fernandez. Uh, and he's like, what is Literally this? Literally spelled nothing. You guys it's doing? not even close. No, no. It's like you, it's like a number, a, a word scramble. They're um, a whole country off, and, too. And, and Kiefer's credential has uh, some strange person on it. The picture is spectacular. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Which you would think, okay, between even just us and Kiefer himself, like the amount of people we know in the industry, like the picture has to have come from someone who's had a credential at some time, right? Yeah. Yep. But it's not a person that anyone can identify. No. No. <laughs> yeah. We also had uh, Craig Christian in the 250 class for a while. Oh, we did? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, Craig Christian right. was All in right. there. All right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, several Great. times it would, I'd walk by someone and they'd be like, "Hey, you guys," and I'm like, "No, no, you guys. I, I have nothing to do with any of this." <laughs> You're the face. You're the face, bro. You know? I, I, that is part of it. I, I kind of am. Like you guys, I'm like, hey, here it comes. This is an MX Sports conversation of which I don't work in the office. I'm not part of the meetings. I'm not part of the email chains. I have. You are so intertwined. Zero. You are so intertwined, though. Yeah, it's, there's no way to separate yourself from any of that. You're the voice and the face. There, yeah, you're, you're locked in. I, I, I avoid all meetings and things about that, like the plague, so I don't have to have any responsibility when things like this happen. That's my technique. Just, the That's only thing you work. can do is try to do better. That's all I can tell you. All right, I'll fix, I will find out. I will fix these credentials there and get the races on TV in Australia. All right, fantastic. Good. That's all we wanted and get to the hear. Scoring right. That yeah. was it. And get the scoring right. And everybody's yep. name's right. On it. Do, do we need to get Doris involved? Doris is kind of removed from the outdoors, but do we need to, you know? <laughs> I don't know if this is Doris's fault or it's our fault that Doris is not there. I don't know. Do we get Doris fired and that's why it's gone so haywire? Or yeah. was is Doris still there and that is the problem? I don't know, but the credential thing is is uh, hilarious and fantastic. So, <laughs> um. All right, anything else? Uh, anything else? Hangtown? 250, 250 championship predictions. Ferrandez, heavy favorite. Heavy favorite. I'm going to stay with... Yeah, uh, that didn't go quite the way I expected, but I'm going to stick with him. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I, definitely scared now that I know that uh, AC is totally fine and Vegas has zero effect. Now it's a push to try to pick between well, any of those guys. I think we're all pretty sure that AC is going to 450s next year. It's, it's, it's done. Um, so this is his last chance to get a 250 title. So maybe there's a little bit of that. I don't know. You know, who knows? Yeah, that would be that would be big. Right. If he wins the title, does he mention cracking, not cracking? Mm, yeah, good point. <laughs> he might be waiting to put that in his back pocket, right? That would be that right. would be smooth. Right, right. Yeah. And so, uh, let's say Webb doesn't get it, and then he just goes, yeah, Webb cracked. I didn't. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, just so in like a you know, I had to prove to people I wouldn't crack. Right, right. Something like that. There you go. That's free uh, of charge. You can have that one. Okay. Uh, all right. Any anything else? Hey, the stew video. Oh yeah, stew video. Stew video. This yep. is what's saddest about it. Okay, they keep releasing these things Friday evenings of races. All three came out on a Friday evening before a race. Uh, I believe it was the. We still are going to show how important we are. We're going to railroad it, and we're going to hog the attention for the weekend. That's what I believe. Yeah, there's probably n- not a coincidence, right, that, that they came out that time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, we're going to come out right before, well, it was Rando Houston Supercross, but then it came out right before Vegas and right before Hangtown. But I have to say, it hasn't worked. No. 
I have a feeling that most people are discussing Hangtown today, and they actually washed out their own announcement. It, yeah. It got drowned in the, the actual racing, which three years ago, if Stu announced his retirement, it maybe does overshadow all, but right. not now. Yeah, Just I, another, to me, badly calculated move. I never heard anything from the part three from anybody at the race at all. I got a few tweets uh, about it on Friday that he announced his retirement, and that was it. Yeah, and I watched all three. I watched the, this third one. Um, but I think the other situation is I think a lot of the drama and stuff, I don't think James is really interested in that. So while whoever the person interviewing him in this is is asking about all the questions, everything from right. you know working with Eldon to FIM suspensions or pulling over and letting Chad read past him and get him back, like I don't think James is in a I'm stirring it up attitude anymore. He was a little bit – a little bit tough on the FIM, no doubt. Right. But I think that situation is so ridiculous that right. you almost can't go too hard on it. Um, what about um, what about yeah. Ricky? What about Ricky making some social media comment? I, I, again, I'm yeah. not a I'm not a fan of RC. We know this, so I'm biased. But come on, bro. <laughs> come on. Is he that petty? Is he that you know competitive? Well, wait, I guess. So James can say that, but he can't retort. I mean, but it's James's video. It's like it's like this. Ricky can make a video if he wants, but this is like a dig on a, on a Racer X social media post. Like, I don't. James didn't. Yeah, and just know. to tell people what it is, James said at one point he was winning races on what powdered do- donuts and sugared water. Yeah, sugar water. And then the, we happened to post a picture on Instagram, you know, of those two on the starting gate a couple days ago, and Ricky wrote powdered donuts and sugar water didn't get it done that day. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. No? So am I just – is this just – I don't know. I, I think you're overreacting a little bit. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah. that's, that's Ricky's and Ricky's nature, though. But James definitely fired the first salvo. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like it. it's like in his video, you know. But it's like, do we – does anybody go around and uh, – yeah, I don't know. I don't. Does anybody question RC superiority in motocross? Is anybody going around being like James, – James seemed to be uh, a little bit. I don't know. I don't think he really did. He just mentioned that, you know, just like Chad saying he wanted Supercross hungover or still legal. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're also okay. talking about one of, if not the most competitive person I've ever come across in my entire life yeah. is Ricky Carmichael. If, if somebody know, takes just, a shot at him, he's dude, going to fire back. Scoreboard. That's how he works. Scoreboard, you know, for Ricky. Scoreboard. <laughs> to me, anyways. I, I don't know. I guess not. I guess it's not enough to just go scoreboard or, or know that you have scoreboard in your favor heavily. You know, so I think the one thing that uh, those videos that to me rub me not I wouldn't I don't want to say rub wrong because there's nothing in those like the I said videos? super incendiary the Stu videos you talking okay Stu videos yeah. nothing is super incendiary in right. them right but I do feel like Stu himself is doing a little revisionist history to try to kind of fog over the idea that yeah when it came to racing Ricky outdoors he wasn't as good he wasn't but. Instead, it was I wasn't training or I was on a two-stroke or I think at one point he said, and Kawasaki came out with a 450 in 06. Well, they said it was a 450. Okay, so that bike sucked. Um, And the best part was in 07 when he knew Ricky was going to retire and he was just worried about points and wasn't trying to beat him. Um, Yeah. We were all at those races. Yeah. If that's not trying, (laughs) I don't know what is. Exactly. Exactly. I'm with you. Ricky was. And I remember interviewing James himself on the podium and him saying, well, yeah, like he says he's going to leave and retire, but I don't know, so I'm just going to keep racing. Yeah. Like, and, and 
and yeah, Ricky was part time or whatever, and, and still beating him. Yeah. Yeah. So I I would understand if you're Carmichael being like, wait, really? Oh, so now you have this four or five. Your bike sucked. Two stroke. The first four strokes sucked. You weren't training, and your diet was terrible, and you weren't trying to beat me because oh, you got all these reasons now. Yeah. I would be a little. Well, I, I can understand why he would do that. Yeah, I, I just I would think the scoreboard shows you how that went. So. Well, yeah, but James, there are a lot of people that don't remember the scoreboard, the scoreboard though. Yeah, maybe. Or I think James is trying to be like the scoreboard says one thing, but here's why. Right. And yeah, but I mean, I'm glad James did the videos. This has all we've been asking for, and I'm yeah. cool with him. Hey, he. I said all along, just say you're retired, and we're good. He did it, so he did it. Right. Good for him. Right. He did it. I, I feel like we knew that, but that's fine. Yeah. I know, but I've always maintained that until he actually says it, we have to keep asking the question. Now he said it, so we don't no. have to ask anymore. No, dumb people just have to keep asking the question. That's all. <laughs> dumb people have to. Not, not people who I, actually, you know. That, yeah. Like, like, I get, I guess so. like, dude, I get tweets about how do I watch something, and I never reply. Because <laughs> if you're too dumb to figure out how to watch the motocross nationals, or how to watch something, you know, uh, on Pulp MX or what? Like, I, I can't help you. Can't help you. I cannot help you. It's simple Google. It's any any links. It's any website, you know that I, you know, anything like that. And I, I can't help you. So I try not to pander those to those people. So yeah, I don't like being personal Google. I don't like right. that. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. So not personal Google. Uh, but, and I'm yeah, not going to be personal breaking. Me. I'm not going to be personal like James Stewart. Reti- like if you don't know that, then I, I'm not going to help you. You know. So yeah. Um, now, Jay, you you will like the third one though because he does rail in the SIM Wada oh, situation. Well, okay, but again, but again though, let's not do revisionist history. Who didn't file a TUE? No, he says that. Oh, he, he did. Okay, him. all right. Okay, yeah, yeah he does. All right, he okay. says he didn't file paperwork, but yep. he does say you know. Oh yeah. Okay. There were all these politics going on, which I'm not. I'm not necessarily on that team. I've heard these stories. Um, well, there's some part of – I think he's got a point when you look at Tickle and Kate Clayson. Couldn't it just be freaking incompetence? Um, no, I don't believe so. Okay. I don't, so it's I don't well, believe so. Okay, fine. All right, I'll even concede that. I will concede that it's even politics. Um, but he does say, you know, like, that ruined my career. Like, And, again, we all know this, yep. but I think it was awesome that he went out and said it. Like, they ruined the right. backside of my career. Right. They did this. Right. I know I didn't fill out the paperwork, but the way this was handled – and all that, you know, hanging out. If he had probably been told it's 18 months right now, then maybe that would have helped. But living in limbo for 18 months, yeah. that really jacked him up, which yep. is true. So I'm glad he said it. Right. Yeah. No, nope. ridiculous. Ridiculous. And, and, yeah, don't get me started. We don't have time. Um, all right. Yep. Uh, so on to Paula. On to Chris Kiefer's uh, part two of Paula this weekend. Are we talking about that at all? I mean, do you want to? Do you have any questions? Can you find? Can you find it? Can you find the, the however many seconds you need between now and then? Well, not a lot of time. Good news is it's a track he's familiar with. Okay. Bad news is I'm not sure. We'll have to see. It didn't go well, and right now I believe it's fifty-fifty on whether we have a semi this weekend. Yeah. So we may not have our support. Uh, infrastructure that we had at Hangtown. <laughs> they may pull. They may pull the effort. Oh no! Well, I'm trying to get to the bottom of it, but so Mike Genova, the owner, um, crossed the track right after pra- right as practice started. 
He mm-hmm. walked across the track with Michael Lindsay. MX Sports official reamed him out, I guess. I wasn't there. I didn't see it, so I don't know. But really, really reamed him out. You do not cross the track. They had just taken off, though, and they crossed it, you know, when it was at, at the finish line there. So, you know, there was a, no danger of riders coming. They had just started practice. But Mike Genova, as most rich guys are, do not like getting yelled at. And apparently that's all it took. Now he's contemplating not showing up at the semi because of that. So, I don't okay. know. Well, I just I was just <laughs> hoping it was not because of Kiefer's struggle. No, I think it was more like, screw the outdoors. Why okay. am I getting yelled at? But he crossed the track, so I don't know. I, I Again, I wasn't there, but this is what could, this is what apparently is going going down. I, I don't Got know. It. So, again, Wygant's fault. I'll get fault. it fixed. I'll put that on the list. Wygant's, on my list. Wygant's fault. So, yeah, I'll get this fixed. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't think it would go this poorly. I'll talk about it tonight on the Pulp Mech Show. And I thought I thought Keith would be better. I think he was way in his own head. He was way nervous, way stressed out. He said he barely slept. Uh, he said he came around a corner, comes around every corner in Hangtown, and there's 12 ruts. Um, you know, and he's he, he, dude. And I know the guy. I've watched him ride a lot, and he did not ride anywhere near what he can. And I just think he was just he was mind effed. I really think so. So. You know, yeah, I will totally give you that. When I watched the LCQ, uh, I saw him come down the first big downhill on the first lap, and I'm like, oh, this is bad. You can just tell, you know, when a guy's on it and not on it. Um, yeah. That yeah. definitely wasn't his best. Yeah. Although, as soon as you told me there were 73 entries on Saturday morning, I mean, right there, I'm like, oh, this is going to be hard. Right, right. And again, like I said, not out of disrespect to him, just out of respect to the dudes that have pro yeah. licenses that try to make yeah. these races. Yeah. That's 73 you know, maybe there's a few slackers in the bunch, yeah. but he qualified. You know, they're not slouches. Yeah, he qualified 55th, and in no world did I think he would qualify 55th. You know, so yeah, you know. but yeah, it was a lot of work too, man. Like I didn't get to watch a lot of the races and, and practices. You're just watching one guy. You know, it's like, oh, dude, Cowie guys are all on me. They're like, where were you at? I'm like, I, I got a rider. I'm busy. You know, <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, Burner, where do you watch the races from? He's like, up here, and I'm like, okay. So I go up this hill where Berner said he would be, and he's not there. So I'm like, oh, am I set up? Is this not where the managers go? So I was stressed about that, too. <laughs> so in yeah. the motos, were you in team manager mode, even though he wasn't in them, or what happened? No, I had to tear down the tent for the first two motos, so I barely watched any <laughs> of the first two motos. I got to go back today and watch them. I watched a little bit of the, the second little bit of the first 450 moto and that was it and that because that was, i mean uh, that, that's a bad call on your guys's part to tear the tent down during the races well they why i, I get because it because your job is to watch the races yeah but the, those guys don't care about my job you know like they don't care about you know i, I mean, get it i'm just saying as you as you're doing your job well i probably takes precedent over okay but so that's the moral dilemma i had because i was a mechanic for a long time and there was only two guys there uh, cooler yeah. and and Aaron and I'm like they set the tent up by themselves, okay the yeah. whole thing, and uh, so this is the moral dilemma. I'm like I gotta go. I, my job is to work for Racer X and and watch mm-hmm. these motos, but there's two guys here and I know what it's like to tear down a tent and, and to yeah. put one up. No, and, I, I understand. So, I just it's that's tough to not be able to do your job because you got to help them. Like I would just say, hey guys, I I can either help you now or come back in a little bit and help you, but. I have to do these shows, and I have to write all this stuff, and i got to cover the, the right. race and all this stuff. That's tough. Yep. No, I blame Wygant. Good job, Wygant. <laughs> so. Way to set the schedule, Wygant. Yeah. Don't cross the track. 
Okay, that's how we that's how we do it. That's how we do it. <sighs> so I, I, I had that drama going on too as a manager. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. So, all right. So yeah, uh, that's Hangtown Review. Anything else, boys? That's it. We're on to Paula. We're on to Paula this weekend. JT, you coming? On to Paula. No, I'm going to go to Denver. You are going to Denver. I am. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Yep. Cool. Um, thanks to uh, Fly Racing. Thanks, Slick Wash. Thanks, Maxis. Thank you, uh, Alpine Stars, for coming on board. Uh, really appreciate everybody listening. Uh, Weege, JT, thanks, boys. See you guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse I mean, you know and i know from personal experience did anybody ever sit me down of course they did everybody did pro circuits mitch payton there's two ways to make the money one is you can sign for money or two you can earn the money i'm a high believer in earning the money i think they ride better when they earn the money seven time jeremy mcgrath I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, hey,